Hello and welcome to A Bit Above Podcast. I'm Audra. And I'm Hadassah. And we are two average women living oceans apart. Our show displays a reachable lifestyle where we work to be better versions of ourselves in our day-to-day life. We know that the constant strive for perfection can lead to anxieties and disappointment, so we make changes that enhance our lives without giving up the things we love. Join us each week as we chat about motherhood, positivity, feel-good stories, relationships, and everything in between. I'm so excited. Like we're actually just us two. This has been like a month and a half since it's been us. I know. I don't have to like look to the left or the right to see what our guest is, you know, looking like or talking like nothing like that. I'm like, I don't know where to look now. I, know, I just I know. have to look at you. <laughs> Do you find that when we have a guest, like you're like, okay, I'm looking at her now. Now I'm looking at Hadassah. Do you look at me ever? It's just the guy. Yeah. So I look at like reactions on people. So whoever's yeah, talking. Yeah that's who I'm staring at unless someone gives me a reaction in my peripheral vision I pick it up and then I stare at that person because I'm wondering what their reaction is so well if you yeah. look at me what do you think what are your thoughts when I look at you what are my thoughts <laughs> so right now I'm like yay it's just the two of us <laughs> I know you know I will just say this is not a disclaimer because why should we have to disclaim anything but it is one of the later episodes that we're recording, like later in the day. Audra, for her, it's smack in the middle of the day. But for me, it's like, uh, what time, like 930 in the, in the evening? That's a little rough, girl. It's fine. I mean, we did schedule this for like 10 or 11. So I'm really glad that it's not then. But it's just been like one of those days where like you just get so much done. I worked like nine hours today. Hell yeah. And I like ran errands and like, oh my God, Audra, okay. Ugh, I, you know, I have so much to freaking say. Like, I, it's been so long since it's been us. And I'm like, huh, what are we going to talk about? And then I'm like, we talk about this. We talk about that. We talk about this. So, you know, if when you click this episode, it said like three or four hours, I am so sorry. <laughs> and if not, then we stayed in control. So, uh, that would also look very impressive, might I add. <laughs> the four hour I think a- podcast. Yeah, a four-hour podcast would be very impressive, and also keeping it within a reasonable amount of time would also be very impressive for us. So if we had a four-hour episode, the only one listening is my mother, I think. (laughs) I'm going to second you on that. It probably would be your mom. But no, there has been a lot. in. So let's just start off with what a crazy summer. We're into August. I mean, for you, it's been hot for a while now. For me, it's definitely picked up steam like for sure, steamy hot out here. For the last month or so, so much has gone on, a lot of changes. Where are we today? Where are you? Where am I? So I'll let you go first. Where are you today, Halasa? I am sitting on my new couch because I finally moved. A miracle has happened. I thought it would never come. It's like, oh, this month, next month. And a month feels really long. Like it really does. But when I actually went through it, I realized that maybe I needed the time to be prepared to move. Don't tell my therapist I said that because I did complain a lot about how (laughs) it's going to be a month. But now I am in a city called Ashkelon, which is in the south of Israel. It's like an hour away from the center or an hour and a half, depending on which center. I just shoveled down a falafel. So uh, feeling good, (laughs) feeling good. 
I've never had a falafel, but I know that the food over there is going to be better than here. But I've driven by a falafel house. Does that count for anything? What's a falafel house? Like Waffle House? (laughs) I'm thinking, but they have like only falafels. I have no idea. I've never had one. I've never even stopped. Where? Where? Not near me. In Manchester? Like when I'm... When, when I'm out traveling around, probably in another state. Whatever. This, the falafel was not my highlight of the month. I just wanted to say it because I could still feel the balls going down. What? I just finished. What? I mean, we just, I literally just ate it. So I could... <laughs> Did you just say what I think you just said? What are you, 12? Like. Why don't you go back to what you thought balls were before you became a, an adult, okay? <laughs> they were just innocent toys that people play with or falafel balls. Maybe I'm not understanding what a falafel is now. <laughs> I gotta get you over here. You don't need that falafel house that you've been passing by. You need true Israeli falafel. But yeah, wait, I, back to what we're saying because we don't want a three-hour episode. For anyone who is up to date of the podcast, you heard that I said in July that we were going to move, but we finally made it here and I'm living a four minute drive to the beach, which leads to another quick point. Drum roll. I wish I had a drum roll noise. Do I? Nope. 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 We have talked many times in this podcast about our lack of vehicles or a driver's license. So my husband finally got his driver's license and now we have a car. Where's the applause button? I know you got one of those. Oh, <laughs> never mind. That's the laughing one. <laughs> All right. I need to work on these buttons. <laughs> it's also one of our changes because having a car versus not having a car turns out to be a whole lot different. Like you literally can go wherever you want. You just want to go somewhere. There's nothing stopping you. Just get in the car. Wild. Well, this is why I thought it was unique that you all waited so long <laughs> or very patiently. I don't know <laughs> to get your license. You're next. Your husband's got it. You're next. You're going to be soon. I think there is a lot of positivity in the driving, but everywhere takes so long to get. When we went on our bikes, it was so easy. You just hop on that, press that electricity, and you're red lights. It don't matter as long as cars are not coming, you're good to go. Here in the cars, there's actual laws. I mean, on, on bikes too, but like, <laughs> I was going to pull over a bike. So. Well, now we know how Hadassah rides her electric bike. <laughs> been a while since I've been on it, but my point is, is things take so long. Like, we went to do errands here and there like today yesterday and things just take so long because you have to wait for lights like it's not like oh i'll be there in five minutes like it doesn't matter what you say it's whatever the road tells you it's gonna be i mean this is true and of course there are busier areas than where i live i know how long it takes to get somewhere because we determine in the amount of time it takes versus distance that it takes because we account for, well, there's seven sets of lights in this town that you need to go through to get there. But other places, you know, don't have that. Like a five-mile drive in Florida took us an hour one time. I was like, I could have walked to this. I went to have, but I could have. I mean, New York, right? You go from one block to the next. Could take forever. The city that never sleeps. 
Like seriously, drove through at 2 a.m. one time thinking I was avoiding traffic. Ah, still dead halt. Didn't make any friends, I'll tell you that, because it was packed. But now you must love the fact that you can be like, want to go to the store? Oh, yeah. We can just hop in the car and go. And groceries are like a breeze and you're not trying to balance everything on a stroller. But can I I just say really quick, like confession? I shouldn't say this, but I get so nervous whenever he is driving. I was going to ask you. (laughs) I mean, I know he does not listen to this podcast, but. Every time he switches lanes, like my head, my neck is like all the way to the back of the car looking to see if cars are coming. And I am so scared. <laughs> well, I'll just say, you know, that might just be a thing in general. But a new driver, no, I totally, I understand. I would be paranoid. It's not him, it's me. But even with a longtime driver, I always say to Corey, he's like, oh, Audra's my eyes on the road. While I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm like, well, one of us needs to be paying attention because he will turn his head for a longer period of time than I think he should be. And I get nervous. So I'm staring at the road for him. This turns out to bring a lot more stress than it was convenience. It is so scary. I mean, in Israel, the driving is very different. So People like drive really quickly up to the end of like when you hit the street, like the red light or whatever. And then they'll do like a sudden short stop rather than that slow. Like, all right, we're heading casually over to this intersection. Let's go ahead and start putting our foot on the wheel. Uh Uh-uh. They look like they're going to hit you every single time. Every single time. I hate crossing the street on feet. But imagine in a car. I don't like any of it. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. I think any big city, kind of maybe, that's just like how they drive because that's how everybody else drives and you're keeping up with the flow of halting traffic, I guess, you know? However, around here in the sticks, feel free to slow it on, slow your roll to that red light like the rest of us. Do not come up on our derrieres because let me tell you, everybody in that car will have their head turned back and you will not be making friends anytime soon up here. Yeah, Texas was pretty slow too. Yes, in Dallas, I saw some really fast drivers that should not be on the road after those that amount of drinks or whatever. But so I'm not trying to generalize everyone, but in comparison to what I have here, it is uncomparable, incomparable, uncomparable, <laughs> incomparable, not comparable. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yes. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That is the best. Hadassah learns pop culture. Check. <laughs> I feel like every episode there's one word I don't get. So that should be the oh. last one for now. For this yeah. episode. Hey, words are words. But I do love that you have your car, your new place, your new couch that's not man-made by your old landlord. Oh my God. Yes, if you heard that episode, I may have made a little statement about how my old landlord built it from home. Rose wood with like a little bit of um memory foam here in this apartment. There is not just one couch. There are two couches. And the one couch is like the L-shaped big one. It's so comfortable compared to the last memory foam wood situation. I mean, I love a good man-made piece of furniture, right? But I love a really good cushion too. <laughs> like you really got to balance that wood out with something soft. But on top of all of this, now that you live next to the beach, how many times have you gone I think three times we've been here a week in like two days. I mean, first we unpacked and then as soon as we could, we got there for the sunset 
a few days later, we're like, let's go to the beach and sit on the sand. And Aaliyah loved it, my daughter. And she played with the sand. At first, she was like, what is this weird material thing? But then the next time we went, we actually went into the water. So it's four minutes away. Whenever we want, it's free. It's like the best free activity to do. I have two questions. Number one, did the baby try to eat the sand at all? At first, she did not try to eat the sand. Like she didn't. Uh, I think she was weirded out by it, but she did try to put something in her mouth one time ever the whole time. My other question is, do you have sand fleas <laughs> or no seums as you Google it and find out that's also what they're called? Are you trying to find a way to talk about that bug bite that you got? <laughs> it's not just one. I feel and like yes, I, I remember this conversation <laughs> a few hours ago when I was like, oh, what you want to talk about on the podcast? And you were like, oh, I want to talk about my bug bites on my feet. I don't know how to tell you this any nicer because I said it really nice the first time. But do we really want to use this precious podcasting time to talk about your bed bugs or <laughs> your bug bites, not bed bugs? Here you go. I, it's, uh, right now you got in one, two, three, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. I went to the ocean, a different ocean than I normally go. And I had a good time. I thought I had some mosquito bites. Come to find out, they're called noceums, which are AKA sand fleas. And now my feet have 1,900 little sand flea bites all over them. And I'm not a happy camper. End rant. <laughs> Didn't even take 30 seconds. <laughs> the noceums, I could feel them. I don't like them. <laughs> so I don't know that I'm going back there anytime soon. They clean up that sand. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, moving on. Moving on. You know, did it feel good? Was it worth it? Up until the itching yesterday, yes. No, to say the story. (laughs) Yes, it did. I feel much better. My feet are not relieved, but I am. We do have a lot to talk about because with the move came some really like just moments where I'm like, okay, podcast, podcast, podcast. Like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And over the time, I'm like, I must not forget. And so I'm going to go through like a little short timeline of from when we moved until today. And it's going to be really short with just some bullet points and feel free to ask any questions. So Aurel's brother drove us to our new city and we had movers that came and drove our stuff. Okay. Like usual, you know, and Paco, our cat was in his baby care, his his kitty carrier. We brought him over and he was sitting in the car and I swear it may be like 10 minutes into this trip, the whole car smelled like poop. Like someone had passed a really small gas. <laughs> and to be honest, <laughs> I thought it was a rel. <laughs> when in doubt, blame the husband first. <laughs> then you blame the child. <laughs> it seems like everybody was taken by shock. <laughs> and we were like, Paco for sure pooped. Because he was meowing very loud at the same time. <laughs> So oh, poor Paco. We pull over to the side of the road, a really small sized side of the road, and <laughs> Paco's poop into the bushes and continued our drive. So that's how it started. But I will say, spoiler alert, it went really smoothly. So anything I say is not setbacks. I understand that when you move or like you're going through like different things, you just want it to go smoothly. And the little things are just little. So it was. It was just little things. Sometimes poop happens. Yeah, no, it's definitely in this house. Because guess what? When we got here, Paco is now an indoor cat. And no, 
we will not spend 10 minutes talking about it because we will be tempted on that. And I will not allow myself to go there. We're on the fifth floor. We can't let him out. He's not going to know how to get back. It's just such an awkward situation. He's depressed. He sits by the windows all day. It's just, and he pees everywhere and poops places. Like, I can't make this up. He's very mad at you. He wants to catch bats. I'm a bat toy. (laughs) I should just get another cat. That mom guilt, you know? So real. Yeah. So what else has been happening? I mean, so many things have been happening for us. And it's just been crazy. I mean, we had some spectacular guests. So if you haven't heard them, please go back and listen to, of course, all of our episodes. But definitely the last several episodes. You'll love the content that we have to share. But what else has been happening in your life specifically? And then I'll talk a little bit about mine. Not that there's a whole lot going on, but I feel like you've got more, girl. Only the move, honestly. Everything else is the same. The move, like brought a lot of different things to my life like now I have my own office and a place to podcast and work I have my monitor and my computer and I even have a little tv also so I can like have everything all in like a desk and then even I didn't I did not know this before but there's also a little bathroom in the the room that I'm in and it's like the most Israeliest bathroom on the planet it's like this really small toilet is basically the size of the room And then, like, once you stand up, you're, like, standing in the shower. That's also the size of the room. I think I've seen that on, like, a tiny house show where the bathroom's so compact. Like, the shower, the toilet, and the sink are all in the same vicinity that everything gets wet. Um, This sink specifically was not plugged in, I I will say. Um, It's not actually connected. It's just for show. What do you mean? Because you just said plugged in. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's not connected. It's not connected to the wall? To, like, the pipes. There's no water, like. (laughs) So, okay, there's, like, a full bath, a three-quarter bath, a half bath. You have an over-glorified, you know, what do they call it, a water closet for the toilet with no sink. The sink is for show and tell only. It appears, Audra, that. This apartment is very, very old. And it's cool because I love the whole retro look. Is retro old? Does that mean old? Kind of. Um, I think things that are broken, even if they're old, aren't retro, though. Well, there's there's some, you know, those TikTok videos. It's like, here's things in my, I'll use Israel, for example. Here's things in my Israeli apartment that just make sense. And then they, they just show, like, these really random things. I have to do that because. The bathroom, let's take that for example. Then like in the other bathroom, there's a hot tub, jacuzzi situation, but it works as a bath, but not yet as a jacuzzi. And I don't think I'll fix it. Like, I mean, it's just, I have not had a bathtub in like three years. So I'm really happy with what I have. And it costs a lot of money. So everything in its right time. Hold up. The landlord doesn't fix or potentially fix these issues? No, according to my husband, he says, because everything's done in Hebrew. He says that she said that because rent is like quite cheap, that we're responsible for paying for the things that need to be fixed. I have no more information on that because I have no idea. This is just what he said. Wow. Okay. But whatever. I, fine. Weird, right? Mm, Christmas present. I get a, a new sink in my water closet. <laughs> water closet. <laughs> well, I don't need the sink. I actually had a plumber here today. That, we'll, we'll get to the plumber later. <laughs> but he said that there... 
I should not try to fix that sink. <laughs> he says it's too okay. old. I'd have to buy a whole new plumbing situation. <laughs> Never mind. But it, so in the bigger bathroom, water closet. Okay. In the bigger bathroom, there's like uh, again a nice, I would say like a small and a half size toilet with like a the jacuzzi with a shower also, and another shower in the same bathroom. That it's like a rain shower. Did it work? No, we bought a new cap so now it works but the whole water pressure in the entire apartment is just s h i and the other letter it's not good and in the sink also like there's a two sinks one next to each other one of them like if you use the water it drips down into the <laughs> bottom but it's i mean i'm very happy where we am but the water let's just say the plumbing is not the best part of this this was not the um feature of the apartment <laughs> It's what I'm gathering. And neither are the windows the and the blinds because they just don't seem to open very well. <laughs> There's lots of them. There is a really big space, like counter space, a huge kitchen, a huge living room, a huge dining room, you know, three bedrooms, an office for me that came with the desk. I'm lucky, but at the same time, like there are things there that just don't work. Different things that like you can tell are from the olden days. So my questions are, do you have air conditioning and will you have heat come this winter? So great questions, Audra, because you might wonder because everything else is broken. Yet in our three rooms, like my office, her room and our bedroom, there's great air conditioners. So that's good. The air conditioner in the living room, dining room area, because it's so big with so many windows, it just doesn't really cool up the place so we bought two fans and so that really helped circulate it so i'm not complaining it w we will be fine ashkelon is very very hot we're on the beach and like we're down south it's very hot so we're still trying to figure all that out but we have great air conditioners in the rooms like overall the move is really good like i really know it's the best thing for me i have friends here sometimes i talked about on the podcast that i don't really have many physical friends but here i do have like a handful like three and it will open the opportunity for more and we'll send Aaliyah to daycare in another month. So I'm happy. Like I like where I am. Like I'm so tired right now. You can hear it in my voice because our days are just so filled of getting things done. Like we're, we're almost like forced to just like be on all the time and get everything done as possible, like, as quick and as productive as possible. Oh yeah. I, I'm definitely feeling that for sure. I know up here there's just like a lot and I'm just well, you used the word balls earlier. I'm just balls to the wall up here, busy with different things. But I did get to sneak away this past weekend, hence the bug conversation earlier. I think what I end up doing is I really work very hard Monday through Friday. And then certainly by like 3 p.m. Friday, my brain is like, mm -mm, we're done, shutting off. And then I go on trips. And where I live, I can travel you know, here, there, and everywhere within a short amount of time, I can be in another state in just an hour in three different directions. I'm very excited that I can do that so I can go to the ocean. I can't go out my front steps like a certain somebody and, you know, say Israel. However, I can drive there and spend the day there and then come back home or I can go up north to the mountains. I can do different things, but that's where I find the time to unwind my brain. Because it is just so full Monday through Friday or whatever it is. And I just need a couple of days to unwind. And so having gone away this weekend, came back early, you know, on Sunday, banked out some more work. Here it is Tuesday. 
And I'm wondering when, is it Friday yet? Like, when is this week going to be over? How crazy is it? Like, how are we only at Tuesday today? And I know you're going to hear this on Thursday. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, girl, we're almost done our weekend. We know. But right now we're recording this on Tuesday and it feels like the whole week has passed by. It feels like it's the longest week ever and there's no like holidays. There wasn't anything that was like happening over here. It doesn't sound like there's anything happening over there other than your move. But I mean, lack of sleep, too much stuff going on during the day. Like you name it, we're feeling it. I'm sure others are feeling it too. And trust me, if you guys have had anything funky go on the last couple of weeks, feel free to let us know because we'd all like a good chuckle. I mean, just some of the things that have happened, we just can't, you know, you have that thought process. You just can't make this stuff up. Those have definitely occurred in the last couple of weeks, at least for me. So what's the cultural differences between your old place and your new place? Well, I mean, it's so hard for me to judge from my point of view because being American, like I am seeing through a very different lens than anyone else would here in Israel. But what I've noticed is so... Back in the day when Israel was being formed into a country, like people would immigrated from different countries and Israel basically placed different people in different places, right? So where I was, it's like 90 something percent Moroccan. Down here in the South, there is also, you know, all kinds of people. There's like just different energy because there's just different groups of people. And it's actually like really nice to see the different changes because I forgot how much I missed seeing different cultures you know what I mean you see a lot of the same culture and coming from a place where because there's so many people who have the same culture they are very set in their own ways up there more than they are down here in my perspective you know like for people who grew up in Israel and who knows like I don't know the the ins and outs of the culture like I'm sure that they might have a different opinion and and I don't ever want to be the spokeswoman of what goes on here in Israel but in my experience I just noticed that there is some difference when it comes to culture-wise, but also just there's a whole different vibe. We're on a beach here up north. It's a lot more of a slower, small town space. So I'm enjoying the differences for sure. Do you have people in your area, and tell me if this is just hmm, fluky thing that happens to Audra, or this happens over there. I'm sitting on the beach. My daughter has walked the beach. My significant other has decided to go walk the beach. The guy next to us is talking to his wife in another language. I don't even know what language it was. She walks off and then he immediately turns to me and goes, I think the sun's trying to come out in 100% perfect English. Are you trying to wonder if people speak more than one language? Well, like here they are speaking a a different language this whole time. And I'm thinking, gosh, they're not going to know anything that I have to say. I'm not going to talk to anyone and then he completely turns around and speaks perfect English to me asking about the sun coming out and I'm like huh and then when Corey came back the guy was gone and I told him about it because I it just struck me as I don't know maybe odd maybe it was nothing but Corey thought well he was hitting on you I said he has a wife (laughs) I was like what is happening here I said I think he was just being friendly but I didn't know he spoke English so I kind of looked like I was ignoring him well, here's the thing, Audra. Firstly, whether or not he was hitting on you, like, we don't know. Okay. I think Corey no. says that. Cool. Whatever. But you bring up a good point because as someone who does speak a different language, people will assume I don't understand Hebrew. So because they hear I say thank you or sorry in English, they look at me like I don't understand their language, which I, I do quite a bit, you know, with this man specifically in your story. I was wondering where the story was going to go to because I, I didn't know, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> it seems like he uh, probably either has dual citizenship or he has family from a different country and he grew up bilingual, which is what I hope for my daughter to be able to do. But I remember being in America and having people like struggle to speak English. And at some points we think like, I'm just trying to talk. They don't understand what I'm saying. But I'm on the other end now, Audra, and people understand like they do. And it's <laughs> I'll tell you what it is, is we seem to judge people for how they talk based on what they understand. I would hope that people don't jump to the fact that I don't understand them, but unfortunately it does all the time. So my recommendation from being on both sides of it is like when you hear someone with an accent or with a struggle of speaking, the speaking is the hardest part. To be able to feel confident to speak, and I know this isn't exactly what you were talking about with this specific situation, but very relatable because it's very hard to initiate another language. I mean, the more you do it, the more confidence you have, the more situations you put in, then the more you feel normal to it. But I mean, take depression, take anxiety, take social anxiety, take just, I mean, it's so hard. Every time I want to talk to somebody, I have to put myself out there that I don't speak well. I know you're, that I'm going to be judged. I know that there is laughing involved. <laughs> it's not a comfortable experience. And so let's say sometimes I just don't have it in me and I'll be like, I'll talk in English. I'll respond in English. And I would hope that they don't think like, oh, why is she not speaking our language? So being on this end really does change things because we think, we tend to think as Americans that people should understand our language if you're in our country. It's not, I don't think it should be that way. I want to say that. I don't think that we should have expectations on anyone but ourselves. But Oh, for sure. I agree. As a culture, I noticed that Americans specifically will expect that whoever it is would at least do a little Google Translate and understand so that we can have a com more comfortable experience when talking to them. But I've, I've been on the other end now. I've been here three years. People ask me if I'm a mail order bride. They talk about me right in front of me thinking I don't understand anything without even checking to see if I understand because they assume I don't. So do you want people to ask you if you speak Hebrew? What is your preference? I would either want to speak English or Hebrew, but I don't want to speak English if they don't understand me. And I don't want to speak Hebrew if they don't have the patience to understand me. Because if you don't speak English, you have to allow me to talk Hebrew, which by the way, I always assume that I'll speak Hebrew unless I, I always ask, hey, do you speak English? I say it in Hebrew. I ask them in Hebrew if they speak English based on their reaction, based on what they say, then I judge if I use Hebrew and English. So I don't have a preference. Obviously, it's more comfortable for me to speak English, but I choose to talk in whatever communication method would work the best. Like with my mother-in-law, I'm not going to speak that much English because she won't understand me. But to the plumber today, it was easier to speak English. If I hear somebody talking in another language, and if I want to talk to them, right, should I initiate and ask them, do they speak English? Firstly, I don't think there's anything wrong with the question. I think it's good to ask them. It's good to know your level of communication before talking because then you know how how much you have to either be clear, a little extra clear, or explain a little bit more, use some hand gestures. It is important to quote unquote, read the room. Also, something I learned in America is trying to figure out the best way to do to say something rather than just doing what feels comfortable at the moment when you meet this person, so to speak. And let's say you're on the beach and he asks you about the sun or whatever it was. You know, let's say he didn't. Let's say you wanted to strike up a conversation. You can say like, hey, I heard you speaking whatever language, like, do you feel comfortable talking in English? The way I say it in Hebrew is like, how well is your English? The fact that you took that time to check 
with them, what they feel comfortable with means everything because I can go hours where people are just talking Hebrew around me and I just don't, they don't even bother to even talk to me. And I could speak Hebrew if I want to. I could take a little extra time to try to figure out the words. And if someone was patient, I would be able, I would love to speak Hebrew. People who come to America know that Americans expect them to talk English. In my opinion, it would be nice for them to see that you are putting in the effort to want to communicate with them. F the accents, F the speech barriers, F the, I, I live in a country where I talk to people who don't speak English and I make it work. I think it's amazing. Like, you know, we were taught in school how to speak Spanish and French. And I say taught loosely. I mean, we had to take classes on it. Could I really repeat a whole conversation in either French or Spanish? No. Are those the only two options we had? Yes. <laughs> but there are definitely things that I wish that we had more. Like I wish I knew other languages. And I would love it that your daughter could be raised bilingual. I think that would be amazing because then I can talk to her and she can talk to everyone there and everyone's happy, you know. You did not learn, grow up learning, you know, Japanese because you weren't in a situation where you had to. So you can't feel that guilt of being like, well, I can't talk Japanese. I wish I knew that language so I can communicate with someone and not have to limit who I'm communicating with based on what language we speak. But unfortunately, that is that is the situation. We don't speak all the languages. Obviously, this can be a topic for a different time, but languages can't be the end to a connection, even if it's not a match, you know, even if you're not going to be besties for the rest of your life. Like, don't ever put yourself in a situation where you see somebody who talks different and then you pre-assume that you won't understand each other. And I think that's basically what I'm basing it off of is that I'm putting myself like the last couple of weekends in places that I'm not usually in. Like I'm going to places that I don't know. I can't read the room. I don't know who's going to be there. There's a lot of different languages going on. And then I have anxiety on top of it. So I don't know how to communicate with anyone. So I just choose not to. And I just stay by myself. And then I'm like, well, man, all these other people are communicating with each other. And I know they didn't arrive together. They don't know who they are. I'm like, dang. I know you want to get to know as many people as you can or not. I mean, social anxiety, let's, you know, be real about it. But it's it's sad how much that limits us. But at the same time, like um, I grew up with a fear of people of a different language, like even Israelis. I, I would be scared to talk to them because almost it's so awkward and uncomfortable to not be able to understand each other. It really, really is. And social anxiety does not make that any easier. And we're all doing that every day. I mean, I understand you, but don't assume when you see somebody that you won't understand them. You're basically closing yourself off. You're basically putting your arms around your boobs. Like, you know, when you fold yeah. your arms together and you yeah. look closed off, you're looking at your phone and you're not, you know, keep yourself yeah. open. You put your barrier up, your, in, your invisible yeah. barrier up. The one thing I'll say is learning another language, it's the same freaking words. <laughs> it's the same mindset. <laughs> yes, the culture is different. The mentality is different. The way we express things are different. Until you start to talk and you keep talking, you keep getting to know these people and you start realizing that we're all the same. At the end of the day, we all laugh at the same jokes. <laughs> we watch the same television shows, yet some people might use subtitles. You know, we do the same freaking thing. We all get the same ways when we go through normal life experiences and yes we are so different at the same time and that's what's so freaking fun about it is because we get to learn things that we never heard of before do you think and this is this could be so naive of me but i don't care do you think that when your baby girl has play dates with other israeli babies while she's growing up 
Do you think she's going to be more proficient in the language than her mama? That's not naive. That's 100% true. She's going to learn Hebrew from birth. At home, she's going to speak English. And at school, she's going to speak Hebrew. And with her friends, she's going to speak Hebrew. And with her father and with her grandparents, with her, you know, like she already says this one word. It's so cute. It's her first Hebrew word. And basically, it's the Hebrew way of saying, like, what is this? What is this? You know how I would say that to her. What is this? Yeah. It's it's maza. Maza is like, what is this? Ma is what? And ze is this. And she'll be like, Maza, Maza. Like, yeah, I know she got it from her dad, but whenever she sees <laughs> anything new, she's like, Maza, so cute. It's so cute. But now she also sings the ABCs. She's going to speak both languages. She, she has that opportunity. And I think I'll learn more when I teach her both languages. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely what I see unfolding. And then maybe you guys can teach me a little bit along the way. I don't know how much I'll retain. Let's be 100% honest. I don't know that I will ever thoroughly have a conversation with anyone in any other language, period. But I am willing to give it a try. Yeah, no, we tried. We did give it a try. Remember, we said every day, we're gonna, I'm going to teach you one Hebrew word and we never did it past the first time. Yeah, this is why I'm not giving it like a solid 100%. <laughs> Here, okay. Do you want me to teach you a word? Am I going to have to remember this for next time? <laughs> yeah. The Hebrew okay. word. Oh, my God. I should do a Hebrew word of the day or of the week. Uh, so let's just do it this one time and see if people like it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to like it, but it's fine. You better pick something okay. easy. This is my pr- favorite. I'm feeling pressure, and it's a word. This is my favorite Hebrew word, and it means cherries, okay, like the fruit. And okay. the word is called, and in for one, for singular, it's, Duvdavan, and for plural, which is my favorite word, is duvdavanim. Duvdavan <laughs> is singular. And what's the plural? In duvdavanian. <laughs> is that pronouncing that right? Is plural? Well, I, mean, I was just talking about how we shouldn't worry about the accents. You said it the way you should. Duvdavan oh, and duvdavanim. Duvdavanim. No. Nim? Im. Duvdavanim. Duvdavanim is plural. It's cherry. It's duvdavanim. Girl, couldn't you have given me when you, you know, were yelling at Paco, die, die, die? (laughs) Because I know you know that word already. I go, Hadassah, what does die mean in Hebrew? (laughs) Because you're telling your cat to die over here. (laughs) It means enough. Like, stop, die, enough, die, stop. That it doesn't mean stop. It's just it's what you say, like die, Paco, stop, die, kitty, die. <laughs> Can I just confuse you really bad before I go? Oh sure, why not? To say she in Hebrew is he. She is he. If you were saying like she is running, you would say he is running. And what is he? Who? He. It would be who. <laughs> who. Who? I am. <laughs> he is she and then who, who, he is who. Then what if? Then how do you ask who he who he is? Me like me Misa. Me is who. Me is who. <laughs> no, okay. Who me. is he and he is she? Right. I'm never going to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, and Ma is what? Like a mom. No, well, yeah, I guess so. Ma, ma, M A. Ma, yeah. Like Maza, what is that? Or Miza, me, like who is that? 
And that's what baby girl says. Right. No, she says, Maza. Whatever. We'll we're going to work on this. Just download people. Duolingo, y'all. Anyways, yeah, let's wrap this up because we're, we're closer yeah. to that mark that we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. The four-hour mark? Go on. Well, next week we have on a really awesome guest. I mean, talking about learning about different cultures, people that grew up differently than us. And we want that so badly because Laura, who's coming on, is so hilarious and she's just like a really good personality and I just can't wait to chat with her like I wish we we should have scheduled a podcast like months ago just to chat with her just to get the excuse to chat with her she's a b-teamer as well so you can look out for that episode coming out on Thursday anything that you want to say before we go Audra um what's the best Annie itch cream for the bug bites (laughs) All right. Well, Audra, I'm so happy that we got to chat like this. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful. Audra and I talk about this all the time, about how much we love that new people have joined to listen to our podcast. And I don't know, it makes us feel really good. And it makes us feel like we are talking to somebody. And, you know, that is probably beneficial when having a podcast. So thank you. And (laughs) you should know that we are always on the hunt for people to come on our podcast. You can always reach out to us if you want to come on the podcast, if you have a fun story, if you have a unique life situation or something relatable. We're here. Audra's going to give that information in a second. But real quick, go ahead and just make sure that you're subscribed or following to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And if you want to turn the notifications on like you may want to. (laughs) Definitely turn your notifications on. You can find us on social media at a bit above pod or email us at a bit above pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to put in your pop culture questions for Hadassah. Yep. Or your questions for Josh. Anyways, our next episode comes out on Thursday. So we'll see you then. Bye. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh Nichols, and I'm a professional therapist that comes on the podcast from time to time to chat it up with Hadassah and Audra about all things mental health, relational health, and really any other therapy-related or people-related topics. But I'm also here to answer your questions, so I hope that you'll submit those to the podcast. I try real hard to put out quality content on social media, so I'd really appreciate it if you'd head on over to Facebook and Instagram and find me by searching my handle, at Mr. Nicholsworth. I look forward to connecting with you.